Hello and welcome back to the Field of Design podcast for your news, stories and nonsense from the sports apparel and sports creative industry. My name is Mason and with me, baby, when the lights go out, every single word could not express the love and tenderness. It is Nick Bassett. Just another reference I don't get. Good evening. Oh my gosh. How How old are you? Younger than you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm fantastic, mate. How are you going? You're looking pretty trim with the the the, the guns out there, mate. Uh, it's friggin' hot. It's humid. What <laughs> it are we is. in? We're, we're supposed to be in autumn, but uh, in Brisbane, anyway, we know that summer doesn't really end till at least April. <laughs> so you're lucky no. I'm not work, walking around shirtless. That's not something you want to see. Uh, we already have Kit's little quirk that he walks around. <laughs> something else-less so we'll we'll move on uh yeah and uh kid is on holidays working holiday i believe um bit of fun bit of play and he did not accidentally not take his mic he straight out told us he would not be taking his mic with him which which is absolutely fair right back to the home state yeah. So, g'day, mate. I know you're listening. I know you'll love all of our cringe conversation. Um, and yeah, I think he'll be due back. Is it next week, or is, is he still gone for another one? Can't remember. I think it's only one week. Okay. All right. Yeah. Cool. Hey, Nicholas. What's happening? It is a big episode this week, mate. Uh, we have got the stars and stripes of the women's football world cup um plus a fair few special jerseys have either dropped or are dropping uh in the last fortnight um so let's get into it and tackle some of this as uh, along with blah, 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 along with um some more uh mail that has come through which didn't quite filter through last week um that we will get through today so to keep up with the visual references in today's show, visit our Instagram page at Field of Design Podcast and look for the episode highlights reel. You can find all source articles and reference links via this episode's dedicated page at thefieldofdesign.com. And you can also get in touch with us through our Instagram or via email at fieldofdesignpodcast at gmail.com. First off, the rank is complete the Lions three-peat. Now, we've spoken about this, I think, twice before, and that is because this is the third drop and final drop of the commemorative three-peat jerseys, uh, thanks to the Brisbane Lions 01, 2, and 3 premiership wins. Um, collect your final piece. Um, I think we spoke about this last time. Not not the biggest fans of this concept in this way, right? I don't mind the whole three jerseys fitting together as a piece of art, but yeah, maybe it could have been done in a different way. Um, the interesting one about this one, as most people will know, is the the different supplier to the first two years. So are they going to match perfectly? Yes. Color-wise, are they going to match? Um, and something I have noticed, which maybe I didn't pay attention last time, is the front of this jersey has the mcdonald's and caltex sponsors on the front so Mm. did the past two jerseys have those sponsors do you recall don't remember that wouldn't have had mcdonald's because i think that's a new thing this year isn't it well no but that's what i'm saying like was last year's did they have uh who was the previous sponsor that was on do you recall um nah mm, it was yui and Ned's? No, I think Ned's was on the previous year. Mm. Anyway, uh, I'm kind of glad that this is going to be done and dusted. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, it'll be interesting to see, as you said, if it is, um, they they at least get the colours the same, let alone the tones in the shadows, etc. No, unfortunately, I don't have any and won't have any, but I would love to see them side by side just to get a, a look at how they've come out together yeah. you'd, ex- you'd expect there would have been something sort of said by the lions to both manufacturers and working together a little bit i would have hoped would have hoped yeah. so would have yeah hoped so sticking with the afl for a second st kilda 150 year jumper st kilda will celebrate its 150th anniversary next saturday night now i think that might be the saturday night after 
um, this will drop on the Monday, so it may have already been worn. Uh, a replica of the most iconic Guernsey in the club's history. The Saints will pay homage to the 1966 Premiership team when they face Essendon at the MCG in a Guernsey based on what they wore on that famous day when they defeated Collingwood by a single point to win the club's only Premiership. Is the V-neck polo kind of collar the shittest kind of collar? Is it the shittest? I don't I, think I it hate is the v neck sh- polo collar, like with the flap and the v neck. Just decide whether it's a polo or a, a v neck. Nah, we've we've got it on our slate to talk about necklines in the next few <laughs> weeks. So let's let's dive into it a bit deeper there. But I don't think that that is the worst. I don't mind it. I don't think it's terrible. <laughs> uh, it's certainly not the worst thing going around, and I'd probably say it's certainly not even the worst thing going around right now. Nah, it's worse than the toilet seat. Whoa, big call. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Nah, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't like that collar on the new jersey, but the collar on the original is magnificent. Yeah. That's it's got a, the most yeah. ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Well, well okay. The, ever. <laughs> Ever. ever the most in ridiculous history. thing you've ever seen in history wow okay nothing has ever been more ridiculous okay the oversized club crest on a raised patch yeah uh, that's cool thick white collars black cuffs and narrow pinstripes running vertically inside the red and black panels along with the black shorts and the hoop socks i actually think there'll be a lot of people who will be big fans of this yeah no it looks like a pretty faithful representation of it so or a recreation so Nah, overall, yeah. it is cool. Just the neckline. <laughs> and over to the NRL, Cowboys defense jersey. This is from cowboys.com.au. The North Queensland Toyota Cowboys have unveiled their 2023 defense jersey in a statement of support and appreciation for the Australian Defence Force community. The navy orange and yellow jersey features an iconic silhouette military scene with a poppy proudly displaying on the sternum. The Boogler, silhouetted on the front of the jersey, is a symbolic representation of the music that echoes through the silence of the last post, paying homage to those who have served and sacrificed for their country. Show some respect, man. Mm. Mm. <laughs> a little bit of talk off air. We'll leave it there. Um, <laughs> this is you, yes? This is me. Uh, my first, I guess, NRL jersey to release, so a bit of a proud moment and how do you feel uh nice to join the club and the response has been pretty good to it so yeah now uh, this thanks, leaked thanks everyone for that yeah this is the one we this, spoke this about that leaked. yeah yep um but you can formally talk about it formally talk about it now yeah the image that leaked wasn't quite as flattering as the the final publicity shots with the the nice lighting and obviously the real thing mm. um but yeah, colours pop well. A uh, bit of a test on, you know, a yellow base jersey for the Cowboys. So mm. see how it goes down. Um, and, and then, yeah, obviously the, the nice silhouette. Uh, little crosses on the back. Um, and, yeah, quite happy to, to get it sort of out there. I really like it, mate. I uh, don't mind the little bit of orange tint that's in there, the yellow to orange fade that that goes on. I think it pairs well with the navy as well, as you said. I'm a big fan of the yellow uh, trim on the sleeves too. I think it's just that. Just a perfect. Yeah, it's just that perfect amount. Um, And, you know, keeping the collar all, all the same color at the top, extra bonus. Yeah, I think it's great. I love it. Ah, oh, thanks, mate. Um, yeah, the sleeve trim, you know, our trim on our sleeves is about 10, 15 mil in depth, but we quite like keeping the sort of thinner sub line on there. So, yeah, not quite the full thing. Lovely. And featured last weekend, the Rabbitohs jersey. Jersey featured the famous Torn logo. Oh. Missing some text here. Sorry. Sorry. Um, <laughs> That's just some notes. <laughs> uh, so this is the 
um, John Sattler jersey, which was featured in last week's game. The jersey features the famous Torn logo, which was believed to have ripped in half during his famous 1970 grand final performance where he broke his jaw in the third minute and went on to complete the game. Or, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's kind of cool, isn't it? Yeah, logos are cool little touch. Um, I love these bunnies jerseys without the side paneling going on. I think um, mm-hmm. they always look so much better when the hoops go all the way around. Uh, mm-hmm. And then classics sort of retro collar. We've mentioned that a couple of times. And fans Honest, of it. They, they're coming back. Like I, I think we're going to see maybe very soon that collar a regular feature in some teams again, I think. I think the tides are changing and those collars are going to come back in mainstream, not just for replicas or heritage. That's my theory. Yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah, obviously the the nerds like us want to see it on these sorts of jerseys, so at least we can get them across the line for a game at a time at the moment. Specials, um, yeah. Let's hope one day we can put one on a a real, like a, a main Homer away jersey. Seasonal one, yeah. And the numbers on the back as well, referencing old school fonts. Yeah, special sign off for that. So, um, it's yeah, cool good job. That they, they, they let them change. And obviously, the full Bunnies logo on the back has to be on there somewhere. So, that's where mm. it is. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a nice touch. Great to see. Yeah, and the applause at the 13-minute mark was um, pretty touching as well. Nick? Yes, sir? You're a fan of AOC, aren't you? NZOC? The Australian Olympic Committee? They're all right. Those are okay. I can, get, I can get on board with. You can put up with that, that AOC? Yeah, yeah. I don't like the uh, AOC when they're against the NZOC, but... Radio. The other uh, AOC. No, no. <laughs> uh, AOC's creative agency extends their contract through to Paris 2024. So this is from Inside the Games.biz. MNC Saatchi Sports and Entertainment has extended its deal with the Australian Olympic Committee as its official creative agency for a further three years. The sponsorship and marketing agency signed an initial four-year deal with the AOC and following a successful Have a Go campaign, which I know I have seen flooded everywhere uh, in the run-up to the Tokyo 2020 Olympics. The partnership has expended, extended even to cover Paris 2024. The Have a Go campaign aimed to encourage Australians of all ages and backgrounds to participate in sport. Um so we'll be seeing a little bit more of that. I think they did a great job with that campaign. Uh, I know it was popping up everywhere for me, and maybe that's just because the cookies are following me when I'm doing yeah. <laughs> hell of a lot of research. But um, yeah, it's it's got good to go full circle and kind of you know encouraging, particularly with Brisbane 2032, young athletes and and young kids to be getting into sport. Um, you know, with a hope of maybe playing in Brisbane yeah, in a few for years. Sure. Your ten-year-olds right now will be on the verge of Olympics at that point, sort of thing. So, absolutely. I think the Have a Go campaign was sort of slightly before me living here, so I don't know much about it. But um, yeah, cool that it's it's going again and full circle, like you said. Yeah, this one floated across my little desk the other day, and I definitely thought it was sharing. So this is Dynamic Scott Squad. Uh, based in Dusseldorf, Germany, um, Dynamic Squad is a mo- movement full of diversity, a lot of heart and healthy ambition. For over 15 years, they have been organizing projects for children and young people who are as addicted to basketball as we are. Dynamic Squad's projects include the academy where groups of varying strengths, beginners, and well, as well as advanced players are introduced to the sport centered around the orange leather, the elite squad a camp specifically designed for individuals who have competitively oh, who have competitively and want to be professional and development personal customized training so essentially i think what we established was that uh, it was a basketball academy right but um yes they've gone 
and done a rebrand recently. And uh, I don't know, it just caught my eye. It reminded me a little bit of that MLS Next. Yeah, that Next we looked Pro at. thing. Yeah. Yeah, Next Pro, um, you know, really kind of embracing that urban street culture, which is quite, you know, synonymous with basketball um, anyway. But, um, yeah, bold, black and white text, um, you know, a lot of that kind of squiggly um fluid text as well um yeah definitely got me my attention i love that sort of you know fluid text where you get the three or four different fonts almost like morphing in in and out of each other yes Uh, a lot of um moving graphics dynamic graphics yeah something we don't get to play with but no it's it's so so cool um, when you get to see it all come together like this for sure all right, mate, and you've slipped something in here. Oh, have I? What have I slipped in? The Grease the Home Grease Kit. Home kit. Yeah. So uh, I saw this pop up last week, the 2023 Grease Home Kit, and I thought, oh, well, you know, Nike have done a, a nice little bespoke Grease design here with the sort of cross and stripes across the jersey. Yeah. Uh, and then after a little bit more looking, I discovered it was the same graphic as 1860 Munchen. Birmingham City, uh, RB Leipzig had a version as well. So they were using this in 1860. They were. That's how long it's been out, and they've copied it. Surely the the copyright infringement is uh, <laughs> elapsed. Yeah, hundred years or fifty years, isn't it? <laughs> Something but, like that. Yeah. So I don't know. It took the shine off the design a little bit for me, but um, in a vacuum, I think it it does fit Greece well. Uh, the sort of blue crew neck collar cheapens it for me, as you'd expect from from me with what mm-hmm. <laughs> what I've said before. Um, yep, and for anyone who's jumping on for the first time, solid coloured crew necks that are opposing to the main base colour of the the jersey itself is a big no no in the Bassett household. In my world. Um, and yeah, just reading through as well, it looks like Nike have given Greece a bit of a downgrade on kit, um, like kit quality and the templates they're using. So the away and third jersey are basically the sort of cheapest team wear, the simplest version that Nike offer. Um, mm. And then the away, the, sorry, the home's a little bit more bespoke, um, but it's a whole retail agreement as far as I could see. Um Okay, the so re- retailers were different to Nike themselves, so they uh, offered the, the cheapest version of the jersey. Yeah, so it's team wear with logos put on it. I see. Does that? It's not like they haven't been paying their bills. It's not like they're being naughty. It's just the way that the deals kind of yeah formulated. I will say. I mean, I I, I quite like the colors. It's a nice color. It's kind of got that like nearly a, well in this photo anyway it's nearly like a teal kind of base to it but i think it also that design kind of works for greece particularly with the yeah the flag right yeah. i nearly wonder whether that that design had existed and someone had the little light bulb moment of going hey well we may, we may as well use it for that one yeah or, or if it's been a greece design for the last two years and just hasn't been used yet sort of thing and it popped up on other stuff first yeah that too or like you were just saying if everything's gone a little bit more budget then perhaps uh greece was told to go and pick a dock design design. and they found this one that you know closely resembles somewhat some elements of their flag yeah Yeah, i think that that's there's a few different ways it could have come about, but um, yeah, I've just found the the little bit and Greece signed a deal with retailer 11 team sports um, who, who do team wear stuff. So yeah, they yeah. didn't extend with Nike, but they've still got the Nike kits through so, another supplier sort of thing. Yeah. So essentially what, for those that may not fully understand the dynamics of it all, what it sounds like is, the supplier is not Nike. 
the supplier or the the manufacturer of the gear is 11 team sports but 11 team sports owns the right to use the nike logo on their gear yeah sounds what it's like yeah yeah Similar to what um, we might find with a lot of the New Balance stuff here in Australia where it's not actually New Balance making it, but the, yeah. those said companies have the right to put the New Balance branding on it and kind of get all of the benefits when they're tendering and whatever else, um, you know, having the New Balance kind of backing them in that space. Yep. Sounds yeah. about right. <laughs> She's all right. She goes okay. Uh, all right. Well, that's a great move on then to our episode topic for the week, which is the Adidas Women's World Cup kits that have dropped in the last few days. So we are blessed with some relatively nice designs, I must admit, for the three stripes. He's nodding his head. He loves them too, just like me. I'm sure we'll hear uh-huh. it all in a minute. These are fantastic. <laughs> How good are these? Where do you want to begin? At the start? Um, begin at the start. Who's first for you, though? Which link are you looking at? Oh, uh, oh, on our run sheet? Mate, I've just gone with the top one, to be honest. The top one. Um, yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, let's start with Japan then. Is that what you've got first up? Yeah, you insist. Yep, go on. Japan will do. Uh, yeah, so this one... They're all, all the kits follow through that sort of same idea of taking elements of nature across all of the jerseys. And this one, the Japan kit, sort of that sunset you get over Mount Fuji. Um, the purple at the top fades through pink in a sort of cloudy style. Uh, and then down to that burnt yellow sort of sky you get. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Lovely colors, perfect for that sort of women's market. Um, and the only one, as far as I can see, very quick look, admittedly, but that is being sold in men's sizing. So oh, is that, that true? Might, that might be the one I get. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, so like I say, very quick so look. Far, yeah. yeah. Maybe they haven't all dropped yet. Uh, and uh, next, what, oh, yeah, what are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I mean... I love the colors. Um, yeah. I think I'm a sucker for those colors at the moment. So good. <laughs> yeah, those kind of pastel, um, yeah, those soft kind of pastel colors. Look, even the stripes themselves, I'm not too bothered about, you know, my feelings on the, the stripes on the shoulders there generally, but I think it just ties in really well with the the entire kit. Uh, I'm a fan of the neckline that they've gone with. Is it the same neckline across all of the ones that have been released, I think it is, isn't it? Uh, oh, there's a no, slight slightly, changes across yeah, them. Yeah, slight differences, yeah. So kind of that, um, you know, that shorter two-tone trim using that that soft pink around the the entire neck uh, and then the, the lilac coming from the raglan on the the seam there around the shoulders. Um, yeah. So it's the same yeah. neckline Mexico ran on their away jersey in the Men's World Cup and Argentina, a bunch of other yeah. teams had the same thing. Yeah. Do you think they could have gotten away with the Adidas logo itself being in that pink too? Like it's not a criticism at all. Like the, the black obviously matches the mm, the Japanese have, crest. So in the f- marketing photo I assume you're looking at is is it fo- sitting fully on the lilac? Because I have seen photos where it crosses over both colors. So. Okay, so it's a sizing thing. So yeah. some of the larger sizes, the, the placement is slightly different. Yeah, I mean, well, that's a fair call. And, and that's not a criticism. That's just a you know a thought there looking at it. Yeah, um, and I guess it balances out the, the logo on the left chest. Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, have we got any uh, reverse side images or are we, have we only, only got front images at the moment? Do you know? I'm keen to see what the number would be on the back. Yeah, I, I haven't seen anything on the back. No, that's um, cool. Well, I'm sure we'll 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 see it when it's as live a guest. You'd say black, right? Yeah, yeah. Look, um, spoiler alert: this one's probably my favorite. But let's continue. Yep. Um, go to Argentina next. Okay. Uh, so this one is, represents striking landscapes from Serenia de Hornoca, Hornasa. <laughs> <laughs> 
in the north of the Ushuaia region, which is the very southern sort of tip of Argentina. Um, a bunch of islands down there and stuff. And it signifies the diverse natural landscapes found across that region and across the country. So it's a sort of a navy and purple and again that sorry, uh um uh a black more and then a mm. teal and an orange, I guess you'd say, with a bit of navy in there. Um not your traditional Argentina colours, and that's I think something I love about all of these designs is they're not the traditional colors of the country, but they do obviously represent in, in some way with the landscapes. Is there any criticism that it isn't just the traditional? Like, is it, is it kind of, is that, is there a conversation at all that this is like, Oh, because it's women's, it's not considered the top tier and they're not wearing the, you know, the classic, I guess you could make Jersey? that argument, but then in the, in the men's, men's World nice. Cup, <laughs> did I say that? <laughs> argument. <laughs> uh, you, yes. Yeah, you can say that, but um, in the men's away World Cup kit as well, there, that was the purple one. So, again, yeah. not really a traditional Argentina color. I think, honestly, I think away t- the away is a, a point, you know, point of difference, uh, a jersey that they can play with. Yep, fair uh, especially when there's no third kit going around like your regular club teams have. Yep. Yeah, interesting. This one here has opposite colored shoulders too. So the stripes on the left-hand side use more of that, well, what what looks to me like a mint, mint color. And then the right-hand side has that more, it's not quite a pastel orange. It's like a peach nearly, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and there seems to be something in the weave of this garment yeah, as well. It's I the don't same know as that Germany kit um, we spoke about so much. Um, it's yeah. just the Adidas material at the moment has that angled sort of yeah. pattern going through it. So that's a, this is across all of the garments. They're using the same yeah. fabric. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, probably one of my least favorites. I would say. I think the opposing colors on opposite. Um, shoulders doesn't quite work for me uh and yep. the, the black and that teal also it's not horrible but you know it's probably for me just not the most appealing color combination not where i'm at at the moment when i'm in love with the pastel colors yep i think um i've heard rumors that this opposite color stripes and trim over the two sides of the jersey is a thing that's coming up in twenty three, twenty four for Adidas. So, okay, uh, keep because an eye out for it. Not bold enough already. Apparently not. They need different color stripes. He got next. <laughs> uh, let's go Colombia. Okay. Uh, so it pays homage to a river that has a Colombian name. And what is that name, sir? <laughs> uh, often referred to as the River of Five Colors. Yep. And what yeah. is its actual name? <laughs> you didn't see that. Caño Cristalas. Yeah. Oh, very good job. In in with the hats are NY. You just learned something. Mm-hmm. Nah, celebrates Thank the... Thank you for educating <laughs> me, Mr. Bassett. Celebrating the unique changing phenomenon that occurs due to the reflection of light against water. Uh, and using traditional Federation colors reimagined through the lens of flowing water and the reflecting light the design brings in a fresh look that celebrates the country's rich biodiversity. Uh, and, yeah, navy sort of base, I guess, uh, with the pink-purple reflections and then those bold, bright yellow logos and stripes over the shoulders. Yeah. Tonal logos as well, like the Argentina one. Yeah. Again, I really like this one. Uh, yeah, this even great. even the offensive yellow um, detailing <laughs> on it doesn't bother me that much for some reason. Uh, I I've loved toying with this kind of effect on a few things in the past. Um, we may have even tried to do something uh, this year with the Firebirds with something like that, which um, for you know numerous reasons just didn't end up happening um but yeah uh, it's kind of got that oil slick kind of thing to it i hope that's not something that you know could be called as controversial (laughs) but um 
Yeah, and even just the application that's been done on these renders or or um, you know photos as well for for yeah. media. I think it's it's such a great. Um, yeah, it it's, perfectly it's, shows you where the inspiration is. From, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm taking this one. Probably sitting under the Japanese one at the moment, maybe. But yeah, uh, yeah I I'm still in love. Yeah, I think um, I don't, I kind of like the contrasting yellow on it that you mentioned. Um, yeah, I I think it pops a little bit more than if it was sort of that pink color that's running through it. For Just sure. Thinking about it in my head. Um, and it, one thing I'll be interested to see on all of these is often you get those all over prints that sort of are just anywhere on the jersey, whereas how consistent will these be? Especially on the sleeves. I expect the front to be pretty consistent, but sleeves you could see a bit of change up. Yeah, which is exactly what we were just talking about before on the Japanese one, right, is the placement of those designs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd actually be keen to see where they kind of align the the center mark from, you know, when you're grading out from a small to a medium to a large, where yeah. it, the designs, whether it will be based on the design, you know, or whether across all of them they'll just pretty much pop it dead center and... And go just from there. Show yeah, more of the design as the sizes get bigger. Yeah, yeah. You would think, being Adidas, that um, that they would be a little <laughs> bit more technical than that, and you know, maybe that's something that we can talk about more when we get to the Spanish one. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see how that goes about. Uh, Germany. Um, so mm -hmm. Germany's away jersey is inspired by the various deep green forest woodlands uh, found within the country. Uh, mm -hmm. So deep shades of green. Which woodlands? Handmade. Which which ones? Zuberwald. And the other yeah. one? <laughs> I don't know. I've only got one. Oh, okay. From the Black Forest to the Zuberwald. <laughs> yeah, <Zuberwald>. okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the various shades of green and bespoke handmade graphic celebrates Germany's vast woodlands, which cover or cover an area equivalent to one third of the country's landmass. Um, and this one has a bit of a, yeah, you know, definitely you can see the forest, but it's also got that sort of haunting night sky look to it as well. Yes. Uh, yeah. Which is, oh, I love this one too. Um, Those obscure that. shapes that you can get in the, the shadows of the trees. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's almost like you're underneath the trees looking up at a night sky above it almost. Yeah. Oh, I really love this one. This is yeah. good. Yeah. The, the gold finishing on this one, the the black trim on the sleeves, the neck. Uh, you know, I don't own many or any, but, you know, this could be one if it becomes available I would consider buying. Yeah. I think I'd go for, I'd probably swap the neckline if it were me to maybe the Colombian one. Just like a V-neck instead of that round neck, but... Mm. Uh, yeah this one's fantastic as well love the sort of lighter green trim down the sides gold trim germany love a bit of gold so yeah another fantastic one uh and spain this one <laughs> get a load of this so yeah <laughs> spain's away jersey takes inspiration from the beautiful coral reefs that can be found around spain's vast coastlines a feature that the country shares with the famous coral reef found in the tournament's host nations of Australia and New Zealand. Um, light blue, sort of that pinkish-purple coral reef design down the sleeves and both sides. Blue, more of a royal or pastel blue. Trim and Adidas stripes with tonal logos again. Uh, Cornflower, I think you might find is a... That's a good... That's, that's a good... Uh, description? A good call. On yep. the color there, um, and again the the marketing shot of the jersey underwater looks so good. Kind of laying in there. Mm. What are your thoughts on just the aesthetics of this one? Nah, I, I do like this one. Um, okay, we haven't shared opinions before this. I'm a fan though. Uh, I'd probably have this at three at the moment. Yeah, right. Behind okay. Germany, behind Germany and Japan. 
Mm, yeah, I probably put this one at the bottom for me. I think, yeah, yeah the uh, the shapes just don't quite work. And I think it's going to on field might look a little bit mm, leopard print-esque. Yeah. Very, you know, busy and patchy and spotty from a distance. I stand, you know, happy to be corrected, but yeah. The, the 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 coral kind of elements themselves look like they're all one piece of artwork that f- that fade right like that's what you were explaining before like the bottom of the the bottom of the coral elements seem to be in that blue yeah and fade up to color the- and then collectively the all of the artwork fades together into that more purple maroon type color yeah plum I'd say plum I would too. Yep. <laughs> Stealing my nah. color names. Well, we'll uh we'll see uh on field, yeah, when it happens. Hopefully we we'll mm. get a few close-up looks and get to a few games when they come to Brisbane. Uh this would have to probably be my least favorite of the bunch. Uh Sweden's OA jersey, which is inspired by the vast glacial rivers and ice caps that can be found across the country. Uh combining a changing glacial blue graphic with trims and details and the iconic yellow color synonymous with the nation. Uh, And the design seeks to highlight the beauty and importance of the nation's glaciers. And this one, I think... Say that ten times. Yeah, nation's glaciers. Far out. (laughs) This one, I think, uh, just isn't quite pushed as far as all the others. The, The graphics a little bit sort of pulled back for me there's not enough texture to it um it's a bit too colored and sort of vector image tracy that's absolutely a fair assessment here yeah i uh i I couldn't agree more with you um we've we've spoken a couple of times on this podcast you know my opinions are you know take a big swing and sometimes you'll miss and sometimes you'll hit but hey at least you've had a go um and when you compare all of the other others that have been released, Nick, compared to this one, it does seem a little bit lackluster. In saying that, for me personally, I still would prefer this one over the the Spanish one that we just looked at before. Um, as I said, sometimes you take hits and you misses. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So you know, aesthetically, I don't think it's bad. Uh, I I just think there yeah, there's not a lot going on, and and perhaps if this one wasn't released with all of the others, you'd say that it was you know perfectly fine and you know a nice yeah uh, a nice design. But when paired with the other ones, I I, I respect your criticism. Mm. No, I I completely agree. To be honest, like in a vacuum, it, it's okay. Um, and yeah, you release it separately, it's all right. Uh, but the the thing that annoys me a little bit as well, you see the marketing shot where it's sitting on the ice. Yes. Uh, and you see the, you know, the ice is cracking and that texture through the ice and the sort of frost, ice, snow yep. sort of particles off to the side. Like, where's that in the jersey? Yes. Yeah. Yep. I suppose you kind of get a slight resemblance of that on the left sleeve, maybe, um, on this marketing image that I'm looking at but you know you you are 100% right the more I think about this you know there was a there is a lot more that they could have done with cracking ice you know black ice um you know it it's very soft and liquid-esque in its design for something that's supposed to represent something that's a little bit more sharp and rigid yeah yeah I think um overall though uh a big tick for Adidas on all of these. It's great to see them put this sort of spin and effort onto, like you say, what could be perceived as the secondary competition with the Women's yeah. World Cup. But nah, these are all fantastic. And over to Nike now. Yes, your move, <laughs> sir, your move. Um, dare, dare I ask for a, a quick order and what you would put top to bottom? Or is that uh... going to be too complicated for you? Japan or Germany, very close one and two. Yep. Um, then Colombia, Spain, um, Argentina, Argentina, and then Sweden. Yeah. 
Yeah. If, if we're including sort of Italy with that marble look, I'd put them above Sweden as well, although they were released a, a little while back. Nah, we're not including them. <laughs> Stuff those guys. Gals. Yeah, uh, yeah, pretty similar for me. I think, as I mentioned, you know, the, the Japanese and, and Germany, you could nearly put them as a tie. Uh, I'd certainly have the Spain one at the bottom, but then everything else, as you mentioned. Yep. From there. Yeah. Sweet yeah. well, thing. <laughs> see, this is what happens when Kit's not here. Everyone gets along and no one needs to be the argumentative. Kumbaya and next week he'll be coming on and saying we're all too friendly. F this and see that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But we're keen to hear from the listeners. So what are your thoughts? Um, Give us your ranking from favorite to least favorite. Um, If there's anything else that we've said that you disagree with, let us know. Um, And yeah, obviously reach out to Nick too. Let him know how well he's done. With, the, with his first NRL jersey. You can do that by sending us an email, fielddesignpodcast at gmail.com or message, comment, or tag us at fieldofdesignpodcast on the gram. Messages from our friends and listeners. So this one actually came from Lachlan Box, uh, Lab on Instagram. Uh, And this is in response to, I think, one of the questions you asked last week around clubs or teams owning a color. And this one completely um, missed the radar for me in my weekly scopes of sports creative news. And this is uh, Basha FC's ownership or working with Pantone on a equality color, uh, which I think is a lilac or a purple. Um, so this is from S- fcbarcelona.com. I'm just going to accept their cookies for a second there. <laughs> FC Barcelona presents a new official color, Lila Basha, in support of International Women's Day. Under the slogan, equality is in our colors, the club, pre- club rather presents a video manifesto that shows the origins of the new registered Pantone color that fuses its original blue and maroon. So a little bit of marketing spin there, I'm sure. I'm sure those two direct colors don't equal this <laughs> said purple, but uh, there you go. Basha apparently owning a purple. They have a purple now. Let's see uh, if it gets onto any jerseys. Uh, on the, the link and on the um, images that I was looking at, it seems like uh, the captain's bands were in uh, that yeah. purple, but... Um, you know, I only did a really quick skim. The The link will be obviously in all places where we put the links. Um, yeah, I couldn't see anywhere specifically that said it would be on a jersey at this point in time. The stadium itself would be uh, recolored with all signage, etc. cetera, um, for the month, I think, not just the game. Yeah. And this one is from Fletcher Burns. And Fletcher, I apologize. I think this one came through maybe two or three weeks ago, mate. Um, Sometimes we check the messages or someone checks the messages out of the three of us and doesn't reply straight away. And then it it kind of falls down the inbox. So, mate, I apologize for that. But I've picked it up now. And and Fletcher says, um, along with a few other things, in response to Kit's breakdown of how he goes about designing a, a seasonal set of uniforms or, or complete kit of uniforms. One thing that I'm still quite interested to know is how a design from um, kit designing it gets to his illustrator, illustrator file to being in his hands. Uh, what I'm trying to ask is here's a design, here are the fabrics, and then they go where? Um, so he's, he's essentially asking what happens between when the design is kind of locked in and done to actually getting the the design physically finished itself now we we, i know that kit spoke about the the whites a little bit um and i think that uh, we could have kept this for when kit gets back but i know that you and i have had a lot of experience with the hands-on design and manufacturing elements of of jersey design so we can probably fill in some of the blanks um so in my experience, uh, once a design has been done, you want to make sure that you're color matching correctly. So if there are, like we've just talked about before, said colors that need to be quite specific, 
Um, they're not your traditional CMYK colors. They're not the colors that you just pop on for your local snap printing down the road to to print their Pantones on. We don't get Pantones when we're talking with sublimation. Well, not that I'm aware of in the last few years anyway. So behind the scenes, the factory would be doing a lot of work to actually match those colors and they would either be communicating to you um, to change those colors or there would be someone at the factory that's receiving the the final artwork files to change those colors to the CMYK values that are required for the factory to print them with the output being correct on the garment. Now, as we've also spoken about a few times on this show, there are some colors that come out quite odd on paper, uh, but then once they are sublimated onto the fabric, uh, then the colors change. And that could be for a, a whole ton of reasons, which you know, not even I know all of the full answers to. Um, so there's the color matching process. And then as we've also talked about just before with the Adidas gear, it's around the, the pattern side of it as well. So ensuring that your small, medium, large, extra large, two extra large, all kind of look the same, right, Nicholas? Um, you're not kind of just doing a cookie cutter and, and, and scaling it that way. You want to make sure that your, your sizes are all quite similar. And there's a few ways that that can be done, which in my experience, I personally base off the design or the instructions from the customer. Sometimes the yeah. customer will say, I specifically want a 20 mil line, you know, across the chest or down the side. And then we, you know, you need to make sure that you're locking it so that that line is 20 mil rather than scaling it out. Whereas say some sports where you might have bigger folk, um, you know, the side panel might get wider uh, as the sizes get bigger to kind of stay consistent with the rest of the design. Was there anything you wanted to add there? Yeah, like, like you said, I don't think there's a, a locked-in way of how to grade across sizes with your design. Uh, it, it is very design-based, and sometimes you're moving elements around to make them fit certain sizes, and sometimes yeah, you are just able to sort of put your design there and let the shape of the shirt do the work. Um, but yeah, quite often you find that sponsors and stuff ha sort of dictate where parts of the design go. You're moving fades or, or moving elements of the design around to make yeah. them all look the same in the long term. Yeah. Great example of that would be that Spanish one that we were just looking at, right, where the coral kind of wraps around the design itself so you wouldn't, you know, in my mind, thinking about it right now, and I'm happy to be, you know, <laughs> have a debate on it, I probably would um, scale it so that the amount of space is consistent across all of the sizes. So you would essentially be getting a little bit more white space towards the middle of the jersey if you were a, uh, you know, wearing a larger size shirt compared to a smaller shirt so that the consistency is there. Otherwise, if you're wearing a smaller shirt, some of that coral would just be getting cut off, um, you know, along the the outer seams being the sleeve seams, the side seams, the hem, etc. So you you, you kind of want to keep it consistent there. Um, what have I missed, mate? Uh, colors, design. Yeah. Um, <laughs> always set your your fonts and uh, whatever else to outlines wherever wherever you're sending your print stuff to even if it's your local printer make sure that your font is set to outlines or strokes depending on what application you're using um, if the contractor or the factory doesn't have that font and they may not know that they don't have the right font and they receive those files they can print them off and you could be getting times new roman when you uh would be preferring some sort of fancy script <laughs> font yep uh, as I said, logos and color matching there, making sure that your logos are to scale. Um, now I know Kit's also spoke, spoken a bit in the past around, um, uh, with, when you've got names and numbers or watermark names and numbers, you know, senior leavers, jerseys, those type of things. If you've got a whole lot of names in there, you might want to readjust those for the different size as well to ensure that no one's name is hidden. Yeah, I think, um, like, obviously we had the experience of working in the factory as well as have, working with an offshore factory, and I guess it's a little bit more work in terms of checking print files and 
helping the factory set up that sort of stuff when they are off offshore. Um, I know I spend a lot of time getting print files right and you know asking for little changes here, getting placements of yeah, like you say, team lists right or um, yeah, even something as simple as your logo height on a shirt. You might need it higher yes. lower in certain situations even though there's a standard sort of positioning sometimes that design requires the sponsor to be two centimeters higher so print files is a, is a big thing um obviously that design you do on illustrator like he's asking gets sent off and they put it into the print files or we might have to if it's one of those more difficult designs and yep um then it's all about checking them and making sure you know, you're not missing a, a sleeve trim or a yeah any part of the design. Uh, and then other things that you may not, you know, need to worry too much about but could be is part of that job description is the bill of materials. So what items are required to actually, com- you know, build that garment, how many heat seals might be in them, neck heat seals, tags, um, you know, gel grippers, any of that type of stuff would be listed there. At that point, ensuring that your fabrics are correct in your orders. Um, and all that stuff's relatively easy because, you know, you set up this is the jersey with that material and sort of carries across most most jerseys you do for that year and then the next year you've got your new standard setup. You kind of got that template there ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you sorry, you did actually just touch base on it before is this, the sponsors too. Like, man... I think something that uh, maybe internet designers don't fully appreciate is the amount of time that gets spent ensuring that all of the logos are accurate dimensions to uh, the guidelines as well. Yeah. I know there's a fair bit of time um, I spend sometimes making sure that, you know, club logo is not larger than league logo. League logo is at the correct size. Club logo is at the correct size. Correct placement. Um, what logos are allowed to go where specified by the clubs versus what logos, you know, need to go wherever specified by the organ- uh, the competition um, and then making sure they are all the correct sizes and then all of the correct colours for those as well, how they're being embellished. So there's a few steps there that are involved to make sure that all of the embellishments and logo placements are correct too. Just on, just on logos, I've had um, situations where the say the the requirement is 70 square centimeters or whatever and if yours comes back at 70.02 square centimeters you're gonna gonna go back and do it again so uh that's a big thing it's like two millimeters people come on yeah (laughs) settle down you're Uh, not even gonna notice it on the fabric like sometimes the grain of the fabric is that big that you just stretch the ruler a bit you know yeah (laughs) Another thing um, you've mentioned earlier with the whole CMYK thing is, yeah, quite often on screen and on print, very different. Um, So there have been situations where in the past I've basically printed what's on screen rather than changing it to real-life CMYK colors. So you have your your screen colors and then your real-life colors, and you say, now can I print this just as it shows on the screen? So you get that pop. Yeah. Or that certain color you want, whereas yeah. you might not have that color um, nicely chosen out in the true CMYK. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you might get some samples. So you, you know whether that sample is a fully made sample or whether that sample is just a you know test pr- a test print, the front of the garment, something like that. Check your colors, check the placement of everything. You're all happy. Um, you might get a pre-production sample, a PP sample, uh, which is the full garment made. You'll sign that off. Customer might sign that off. Uh, and then you move on from there. So hopefully mm. that <laughs> long-winded kind of answers the the in-between parts that may have been missed, Fletcher. Uh, another one that we had here, which I think we did touch on, but it might be worth, um, sorry, we did touch on it privately in our messages, but might be worth mentioning on the podcast with Kieran Luxton got in touch with us around Celtic FC's um, recent release. And I think I may have handballed that one off to you a little bit, Nick. Is that um, the fourth kit with the deep green and the big? The massive embroidered. Yes, yeah. that's right. Yeah, I 
I think we did talk about this on the pod, eh? But um, oh, did we? Okay. Yeah, nice kit. Uh, obviously that deep green, the Irish sort of color trim on the sleeves, very nice. Uh, and then the secondary green for sponsors logos and the team logo. And I love when you're able to get the sponsors on board to um, go tonal with with logos. Go all in. Yeah. Sweet. And rounding out our mailbag this week is uh, from an anonymous source, I think you said person, around the NRL Premiership text, which I think we spoke about maybe two episodes ago. Uh, We had a deep conversation on the NRL Premiership logo and how when it is featured, well, in most instances, but definitely on jerseys, that it is required to have the NRL Premiership text underneath it. No contouring around it. So in most circumstances, it's sitting across contrasting colors and artwork designs and a lot of the time gets uh, hidden or lost. So uh, our the, the feedback that we got from this source was that, yes, the logo was originally intended to just be the, the shielded chevron. Uh, but some late feedback from the lawyers suggested that perhaps there was a trademarking conflict. Now, who that is, what that might be, no idea at this point in time. Um, there might have been a suggestion it was, uh, is it um, is it Hummel, another manufacturing uh, brand? With the, with the yeah. arrow heads. So there was some suggestion that perhaps maybe there's too much of a similarity there. Now, the... The belief is that to keep it moving and get things going, they decided to throw the text underneath with an intention to resolve that at some point. So there might be a point down the line where that text doesn't need to feature on the jerseys, but until such time, that seems to be the reason why. Mm. And, yeah, we've talked about it a million times on the pods, haven't we, how the whole colour situation goes about and. Yeah, I think we mentioned that it was just the shield at one point until the text came along and what yeah. colors can be used. So it's all uh, for a simple part of the jersey, it's a hassle. Yeah, you're not wrong. It certainly taints it a little bit, that's for sure. Um, and if our contrarian was here, he would probably use a lot more colorful words to describe it. But um, it's the truth. It's the fact of the matter. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for sticking with us. Some uh, some awkward conversations in there, but uh, we stumbled our way through it. Thank you uh, for following our Instagram at Field of Design Podcast. And if you haven't, why not give it a go? Nick's back. He's back in the country. He's posting them images on the gram. Oh, once yeah, more. I did a thing. <laughs> I did stuff. I helped out. He's back. He's got a bit of a backlog of images too that I think you're going to get through, right? You may as well use use some of those images you did like three weeks ago that I <laughs> never like, got around to posting. Don't don't try and like shy from old. the fact that I left you down, let you down. No, nah, no. Nah. I, uh, I let the squad down, but we'll be back. <laughs> We're back this week in episode 48. I even got it out on a Monday, so how about that? What a guy. Uh, and if you... Year, I think. If you've just stumbled across the podcast too, uh, consider subscribing and also consider telling a friend, get out your quill, heat up your ink, write on some parchment, seal it in a bottle and cork, throw it out to sea and hope that your me hardies find it and consider it subscribing too. They can also leave us a review and some stars on your preferred podcast app. How many stars, Nick? Uh, five today because I was looking at the Rebels jersey all day and that's got five down the chest. So It's a sign. Five is a good amount of stars on Spotify. Yeah, I don't think you can get any more, to be frankly honest with you. Fuck, what have we been talking about all this time then? <laughs> Twos, threes, <laughs> <laughs> hundreds. 47. I think that you was... can rate every day, right? Once you've rated once, you can come back and rate again. So if you're really keen to give us more than five, just come back the next week and pop it in again. We'd also love to hear some reviews. And that pretty much wraps it up, mate. Thank you so much. Thanks for talking with us. I was actually really enjoyed breaking down some of these jerseys today. 
yeah, another good uh, set of jerseys to look at and um, always fun. And we will be back next week. Hopefully the full team will be here for what, probably the third, <laughs> third episode this it year where we're all in together. Sure. Uh, all right. Thank you, mate. No worries. Catch you next week. Hey, yeah. Uh...